our holy God in heaven, we come to you today for our spiritual blessing. Morning by morning, we want you to supply to us the manna from heaven that will strengthen us in our journey to the heavenly Canaan. We have battles to fight, victories to win, temptations to meet and overcome. That's why we come to you and we ask, because you have said that we should ask and it shall be given, and that if we lack wisdom, we should ask of you. Now, dear Lord, we are about to go into the word that we have for today. Please, Lord, may we find wisdom and strength in what we have for today. Lessons are to be learned, decisions are to be made today that will help us for the future, that will determine our eternal destiny. Dear Lord, please speak to us. Put your words in my mouth, Lord, and touch me, that I may speak words to bless everyone, that we shall make our journey smoother through the lessons that we learn. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, June 29 Growing Old Gracefully Cast me not off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength faileth. Psalms chapter 71 verse 9 David entreated the Lord not to forsake him in old age. And why did he thus pray? He saw that most of the aged around him were unhappy because of the unfortunate traits of their character being increased with their age. If they had been naturally close and covetous, they were most disagreeably so in mature years. If they had been jealous, fretful and impatient, they were especially so when aged. David was distressed as he saw that kings and nobles who seemed to have the fear of God before them while in the strength of manhood, became jealous of their best friends and relatives when aged. They were in continual fear that it was selfish motives which led their friends to manifest an interest for them. They would listen to the hints and the deceptive advice of strangers in regard to those in whom they should confide. Their unrestrained jealousy sometimes burned into a flame because all did not agree with their failing judgment. Their covetousness was dreadful. They often thought that their own children and relatives were wishing them to die in order to take their place and possess their wealth and receive the homage which had been bestowed upon them. And some were so controlled by their jealous covetous feelings as to destroy their own children. David marked that, although the lives of some, while in the strength of manhood, had been righteous, as old age came upon them, they seemed to lose their self-control. Satan stepped in and guided their minds, making them restless and dissatisfied. David was deeply moved. He was distressed as he looked forward to the time when he should be aged. He feared that God would leave him and that he would be as unhappy as other aged persons whose cause he had noticed and would be left to the reproach of the enemies of the Lord. 
with his burden upon him, he earnestly prayed, Cast me not off in the time of old age, forsake me not when my strength faileth. Amen. The title of our devotion for today, a very interesting one. It is titled, Growing Old Gracefully. Our key text is taken from the book of Psalms, chapter 71, verse 9, that says, Cast me not off in in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength faileth. Have you seen old people? Do you look at them and you want to be like them? Are you old yourself? And how is it with you while you are old? Hmm. For me, I see many old people, some growing old gracefully and some not so gracefully and others terrible, terrible that makes you want to make the Lord come quickly so that you will not see old age. There are some you see that makes you say, Lord, let me not see old age. I don't want it. I see such people and I say that to myself. If this is what old age is like, I don't want any of it. But then I know, not even that I see, I know of others who have grown old gracefully. People who are in their four score years plus, 80 years plus, and they are still looking good, growing old gracefully, happy and vibrant, just as though they are still in their youth. I see them. Like I said, there are still others that don't have it like that. So, growing old gracefully, what can we do to avoid ourselves growing old with dishonor and with pain and not gracefully? And what can we do to help ourselves grow up gracefully? That is what we are going to be discussing. For David, just as yourself, and just like myself, I look at some old people and I see what they are suffering, not just in sickness, but in the mind failing. Not just in the mind failing, but in their characters being so fixed in wickedness. And then I say, Lord, help me. I remember some years ago when I said that. I said to myself, Lord, please help me to stay humble. Because I see some old people, the pride, I won't say pride, stubbornness. The stubbornness that they bestow, you, they cannot be reasoned with. Some of them, you tell them this is what the truth is and they will say no because you are young or because they suspect you of having one other ulterior motive or the other, they cannot be reasoned with. I know that I have prayed that prayer to myself before. I say, Lord, help me that I will still remain humble even when I'm old, that I will be able to listen to others. This was what David saw, that the wickedness of people's character it gets fixed with age and then he said lord please cast me not off in the time of old age forsake me not when my strength faileth you know we may pray the same prayer of david and when we get old we will realize that the same thing will still happen to us it's not just by prayer we need to work for it if we must grow old gracefully we must work for it now the bible says in the book of book of proverbs chapter 16 verse 31 the hoary head is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. That means there are some people with hoary head, but yet it is not a crown of glory because it was not found in the way of righteousness. Some people are in with their hoary head, hoary head and oh no, it's a misery. They are old, but because their life of youth was not righteous, their hoary head is not a crown of glory to them. Old age is an honor and old people are to carry themselves with dignity. That's the first thing I want to point out. If you are an old person, 
here is the instruction of the from the word of God. We have to carry ourselves with dignity. As David grew older, he was indeed a man of dignity. Old people, aged people, shouldn't think that they are to be like young people in the sense of exuberance and all of that. No. They are to show the difference in experience. What difference experience has made in their life is to be made known to others. It should be, it's to be obvious. The young are to benefit from that experience. But this is only the case if one has found that hoary head in the way of righteousness. If it is not found in the way of righteousness, you cannot be a counselor to the young. They are to act as counselors. But only if they found their hoary head in the way of righteousness. Hear the word of the Lord for those who are aged and even for the young so that we know what we are supposed to do. Like I said, the aged is not for you now to go in partying. It's never for even young people. But then there is still supposed to be a difference for the aged. The Bible says in Titus 2 verse 1 downward, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior, as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not giving too much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. How many people are to be sober here? The aged, sober, aged men, aged women, sober, so that they can teach the younger women to be sober, to obey their husbands. Then, verse 6, young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. You see, the aged people are to do this work of teaching the younger to be sober. All are supposed to be sober, but you know that the young people can easily go astray. It is expected. But the aged are not to be the ones who will be in the forefront of foolishness, who will be in the forefront of pleasure-seeking and all of that. No, they are not to be like that. They are to be grave. Experience is supposed to be showing in the way they conduct themselves and the way they carry themselves. In every word that comes out of the lips is to be found wisdom. That is how the aged are to be. Proverbs 20 verse 29 says, The glory of young men is their strength, and the beauty of old men is their grey head. Remember that that is the grey head found in the way of righteousness. If the old will do as counseled here in Titus chapter 2, old age will have meaning and great usefulness. The aged are to be grave, sound in faith, sober, good teachers of the young. But this is frequently not the case. This was what David observed that troubled him. In Conflict and Courage, page 186, paragraph 1 there, he says, in paragraph 2 there, he says, David entreated the Lord not to forsake him in old age. And why did he thus pray? He saw that most of the aged around him were unhappy because of the unfortunate traits of their character being increased with age. If they had been naturally close and covetous, they were most disagreeably so in mature years. If they had been jealous, fretful and impatient, they were especially so when aged. 
In Psalm 71 verse 18, that was why he prayed. That's why we should say that it says there. Now also when I am old and grey-headed, O God, forsake me not, until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. Who is to do this work? The aged. Now, not later. Now, when you are aged, you are to pray, forsake me not. For what purpose? So that I will show your strength to this generation and your power to everyone that is to come. David marked that although the lives of some while in the strength of manhood had been righteous, as old age came upon them, they seemed to lose their self-control. Satan stepped in and guided their minds, making them restless and dissatisfied. And like we read, said that some of them would even kill their children because they were suspecting everybody of having an evil eye. And it's not a lie sometimes. Some children have an evil eye, like Absalom, wanting to steal his father's property, wanting to take his father's throne. They can, he can, I cannot wait, he can, they cannot wait for their parents to die. Even when their parents have not died, they start to steal from them. What can you expect from such a child? Some parents actually look at their relatives and friends and know that of a truth, these people want to steal from them. But is that really a reason for us to be worried in old age? Is that really a reason to get close and covetous and suspicious of all evil and jealous and envious? Is that a reason? Even if you have children who are like that or relatives that are like that, you should still preserve the character of purity, holiness, goodness. Don't let anything spoil your joy in your old age. But if we must be like that when we are old, it doesn't come as a miracle. We must work for it. Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1 says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Old age can be beautiful if it is found in the right way. How can we grow old gracefully? Solomon says, Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1, If you remember your creator in the days of your youth, then it will be so for you that when you are older, you will still be able to do the things that you were doing before. Every day the actions we take is determining what our old age will be like. If we live recklessly when young, old age will be the reaping time. Reading from That I May Know Him, page 236, it says, I long to address the young men and women who are so willing to reach only cheap standards. Oh, that the Lord might influence their minds to see what perfection of character is. Oh, that they might know the faith that works by love and purifies the soul. We are living in days of peril. Christ alone can help us and give us the victory. Christ must be all in all to us. He must dwell in the heart. His life must circulate through us as the blood circulates through the veins. His spirit must be a vitalizing power. It is anything but wise, my young friends, to seek your own pleasure, to sow a crop of tears in foolish sinful actions, which will not only lead others to do the same, but will bring forth a bitter harvest for your own reaping. The Lord says, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Galatians 6 verse 7 and 8 Youth is the sowing time, and the words and deeds of the early life are like seeds that will germinate and produce a harvest after their kind. Then, why not sow seeds of kindness, of love, of faith, of patience, of self-denial and true benevolence, and keep all your passions under control? 
such sowing will produce a harvest after its kind. Let every word and deed be a seed that will result in good fruit. End of quote. My, I fear for myself and I hope that you understand what was just read. Your youth is your sowing time. If you sow to the flesh, you will of the flesh reap corruption when you are older. But if you sow to the spirit, you will of the spirit also reap everlasting life. What does it mean to sow of the spirit? And what does it mean to sow of the flesh? Hosea 10 verse 12 says, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord, to, till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Here we are told, we are to sow righteousness. When do you sow the righteousness? Is it when you are old? No. If we must grow gr- old gracefully, we must sow to ourselves righteousness when we are younger. And what are the deeds that we are to sow? Kindness, love, faith, patience, self-denial, true benevolence. And then there's this one here that says, keep all your passions under control. If you are the type who is so suspicious of people as a young person, oh my, what kind of person you will be when you are old. I have known an old person to be so suspicious that I wondered, what kind of life are you living? And I know too that some old people, their suspicions has been because of the trials that they passed through when they were younger. Oh, they paved, they faced through a lot of troubles. People betrayed them. People were treacherous and traitorous to them. Their marriages, oh, they were betrayed. And because of that, it's still not an excuse, but I still forbear and understand that because of that, when they are older, they don't trust anybody. Even the people who want to do them good, they are afraid of them. Wow, that is the problem. But then, we shouldn't let that be an excuse to us. We have to forget about the troubles in your young age so that you will learn to do that when you are older. Keep your passions under control now that you are younger. Don't get so angry, so passionate now. Because when you are older, it's not going to change. Some people think oh, when they are older, it's going to get better. It will get worse. It's now that is the sowing time. If we sow to ourselves anger, passion, and self-indulgence, we will reap it. But if we sow benevolence, kindness, true benevolence, and patience, faith, we will reap it when we are older, with a grow, when we grow old gracefully. Youth is the sowing time. Let us therefore sow to ourselves deeds of benevolence and kindness, like I've said. Let us take care of our bodies judiciously now, because we will reap the dividends when we get older. Living a life of strict temperance will help us to grow old gracefully. It is inevitable that as we get older, weakness will come and most likely some diseases. But it, is, it must not be so. It must not be so terrible as we see in some people. It all depends on how we live in our youth. If we follow the laws of health, we will grow old gracefully. Sleep at the right time and get enough of it. Exercise your body and let the blood flow. Temperance in all things. And what is temperance? Temperance means the avoidance of every hurtful thing and then the judicious use of those things that are good whether it is in sleep whether it is in food in anything at all avoid anything that will hurt your body and then those that are good use them judiciously do not overdo it in the matter of food that's what we have to do temperance in all things eating a plant-based diet judiciously using it trust in god now that you are younger 
the right use of water, exposure to fresh air and sunlight. All of this will go a long way to helping us grow old gracefully. Today, there are many who did this and are reaping the benefits. I remember a man called Elsworth Wareham. He was a doctor, 97 years old, still performing surgeries on people. We are not talking about growing old here. We are talking about growing old gracefully. There are people who are 100 years, 105. Some even get up to 110. But you see that their life, like they say in some languages, are you alive? That is better. That is what it's like for some. That's not what we're talking about. Growing old gracefully means that even while you're growing old, you are like Caleb, you are like Joshua, Moses and Aaron, still strong to do the work of God. Like David said in Psalms chapter 71, reading from verse 18, Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not, until I have showed the strength, thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is come. There are some old people who are showing the str- God's strength to this generation and God's power to those who are come. Why? Because they did what they ought to have done when they were younger. They lived temperately. They ate of the right kind of things. They took care of themselves properly. They were not self-indulgent and they are reaping the benefits. The choices we make matters a lot. These people I talk about, they are, ev- they are able to live even better and more productive lives than many young people because they sowed to themselves righteousness and they are reaping mercy now that they are older. The choices we make when we are young will tell on us when we are old. If we must grow old gracefully, the choice is in our hands. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 9 and 10, Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thine heart, and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou, that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart, and put away evil from your flesh, for childhood and youth are vanity. Why is childhood and youth vanity? Because we will reap what we sow. There is a judgment day for us even in this present life. The judgment day is our old age. Our evil characters or good characters become almost fixed. Our habits become old and like they say, old habits die hard. Hence, the counsel is urged upon us to remember now our Creator in the days of our youth. Whatever characters we have in our youth, we will take to our old age and it will be strengthened, except that it will be more amplified. How important it is then that each of us begin now to sow and develop the right characters today. Solomon says, remove sorrow from thy heart for childhood and youth are vanity. That is, remove those things in our lives that will make old age sorrowful, that will make old age sad and painful, that will make us a nuisance to others when we are old. Evil surmising, jealousy, suspicion, envy and covetousness become more fixed in old age. They are old people who have lived in poverty but they died rich. How do you say how do you say how is that somebody lived in poverty and died rich? Yes, they were stingy to themselves. They had a lot of money in the bank which they would not spend on anything on themselves for fear of coming to want. So they lived in poverty. Some even have huge sums which they didn't tell any family member about. It is lying in the bank for the bank to use for themselves because nobody's coming there to claim it. The bank now owns it. 
Others are suspicious of even their wives and children. They chase them away from themselves, becoming overbearing and dictatorial, easily offended and always gloomy. Others practice their greatest wickedness at this age, giving themselves over to devils to work wickedness like Balaam and Balak did in trying to curse Israel. There are people who go to demons to go and conjure spirits to do evil to their friends in their old age because of covetousness and envy. They sowed wickedness when they were young. They are now reaping iniquity when they are older. Then there are also those who live in pleasure in their youth. When old age comes, they reap the fruit in various diseases which eventually kill them. Of such, it may be said that they sowed iniquity and they are reaping it. They were told of health reform and its benefits but they scorned at it and continue to live in a life of wantonness, pleasure and self-indulgence. They said, like they say today, all die and die. But ask them now how they feel when they are sick. Many do not even grow, get to old age before they begin to feel the pangs and pains of the evil seed that they have sown in their bodies. They ate injudiciously of the flesh foods. They drank wine. They wasted their strength on women and continued to watch pornography, masturbation and all of that. And others, they wasted their strength on men through partying, sexual pleasure. They fed sumptuously on the dainties of life, going to KFC taking the ice cream, shawarma, and all the soft drinks and alcohol. They did not know that as they were taking all those things into their mouth, it was sowing seeds in their blood that would bring forth its fruits in their old age. And some of them, they heard it, they knew, but they continued. They followed the fashions of the world, exposing the delicate organs of the body, the arteries and veins and muscles to harsh weather, exposing the legs, the hands, and then they now suffer the diseases too numerous to mention, arthritis, rheumatic pains, stroke, cancer, prostate enlargement, prostate cancer, diabetes, and such like diseases. These are the sufferings they have. Of such people it can be said in Horosia 10 verse 13. You have plowed wickedness. You have reaped iniquity. You have eaten the fruit of lies because thou did not did trust in thy way, in the multitude of thy mighty men. Who is the better concerning this matter? The truth is that I who am speaking I may see myself old and then the same things will come. But we must try to do our best to avert these diseases from coming upon us, especially the spiritual ones of envy, jealousy, suspicions and all of that. David, when he was old, got sick of a fever. And even Elisha, the man who healed many, he died in his old age and he was sick. Like I said, it may be inevitable that we may get one sickness or the other. But it is in our hands on how severe that sickness will be or how mild it will be. We must sow righteousness and not plow wickedness. If we plow wickedness, we will reap iniquity. Go and learn how to take care of your body now that you are young. Do not say, oh, I am young and strong and I'll do what I like. No. Now is the time. Some people, when you see young people eating the right diet, they'll say, this food is for old people. Really? Is it for old people? You are deceiving yourself. Because it is people like that who will get old and then they will be suffering so much sickness. Then is where we will now want to change their diet. Then they will now start to try to live well. For some, it will work. But for many, they will not be able to recover to the way they could have been if they had started to live judiciously earlier. If they had become temperate earlier. If they had changed their diet earlier. It would have been better for them. But they are waiting till they are 50. They claim they want to enjoy. Enjoy what? What is there to enjoy in something that is sowing seed of evil inside your body? corruption that will get you sick. What is the enjoyment? Now that you are old, some people now that they are old, where is the taste of the ice cream in their mouth? The taste of the KFC and the chicken and all of that. Where is it now in their mouth on the deathbed or on the bed of their sickness? 
can you recall it and bring back the taste into your mouth and say i'm enjoying myself now you cannot why not now that you are young make the right decision knowing that all these things are vanity right now if you are not eating anything the food you claimed you enjoyed maybe some hours before where is it are you still enjoying it in your mouth in your tongue no therefore make the long-term decision that is best for your body by eating things that will sow to yourselves righteousness in your body and even in your spiritual life which actually is just as important as the physical we must now that we are old younger sow kindness patience remove passion from us so that when we are older it will be better for us what more i want to say about growing old gracefully this is it we must learn to do it now that we are young that's the only way we can grow old gracefully but just to add a few more informations one thing we must understand about old age old age is not the time for taking care of children if you are young do not give your children to your old parents to take care of because that is they are not the be- in the best position to do that the children um, I have a role to play to help the old and that's one other part I want to look at reading from testimonies volume 1 page 423 paragraph 2 we are told it is frequently the case that aged persons are unwilling to realize and acknowledge that their mental strength is failing they shorten their days by taking care which belongs to their children Satan often plays upon their imagination and leads them to feel a continual anxiety in regard to their money it is their idol and they hoard it with miserly care they will sometimes deprive themselves of many of the comforts of life and labor beyond their strength rather than use the means which they have in this way they place themselves in continual want through fear that sometime in the future they shall want all these fears originate with satan he excites the organs which lead to slavish fears and jealousies which corrupt nobleness of soul and destroy elevated thoughts and feelings such persons are insane upon the subject of money if they would take the position which god would have them their last days might be their best and happiest those who have children in whose honesty and judicious management they have reason to confide should let their children make them happy unless they do this satan will take advantage of their lack of mental strength and will manage for them they should lay aside anxiety and burdens and occupy their time as happily as they can and be ripening for heaven end of quote so what is the duty of the young to the old we should be as um, faithful to them and so that they can confide in us and so that we can help them because they have many fears we should help them to alleviate their fears and so that they will not continue suspecting and all of that in the book of leviticus 19 verse 32 we are also told something else we should do it says thou shall rise up before the hoary head and honor the face of the old man and fear thy god what is this saying in bible in basic english it said get up from your seats before the white head and give honor to the old and let the fear of your god be before you i am the lord do you see old people around you are you in the line in the atm there's nothing wrong in allowing the old person to do to withdraw his money or the services before you if they cannot press the phone if they cannot use that machine they are old help them to do it and don't cheat them don't steal their money whenever you are in a place where you see oh you are seated and the old is standing give them seats to sit because they are old they have more needs than yourself because we are we, we are younger so these are things that we must take in mind there is a duty of the old to the younger 
of the younger to the old also the old you should teach the young to be sober to be grave and all of that we've seen that and the young are to help to relieve the old of their sufferings of the physical needs that they have and the old should allow the young to do those things for them and not become too close and covetous and suspicious of others I mentioned earlier that the old should not be given the work of training children in the child guidance page 288 paragraph 1 we are told mothers should never allow their sisters or mothers to interfere with the wise management of their children though the mother may have received the very best training at her at the hands of her mother yet in nine cases out of ten as a grandmother she would spoil her daughter's children by indulgence and injudicious praise all the patient efforts of the mother may be undone by this course of treatment. It is proverbial that grandparents, as a rule, are unfit to bring up their grandchildren. Men and women should pay all the respect and deference due to their parents. But in the matter of the management of their own children, they should allow no interference but hold the reins of government in their own hands. End of quote. This is not a rule for all cases like it says in 9 cases out of 10. There are some grandmothers that can help. But in 9 cases out of 10, like it said, it's not the case so it should we should be careful while we respect and give them all the reverence we shouldn't allow them interfere when they do not want to do the right thing praising children and not um, disciplining them like they should many grandparents they are fond of their children so they don't do for the grandchildren what they what is expected to be done for them we are told in that i may know him page 236 paragraph 4 and 5 if you seek the help and grace of god the Holy Spirit will take possession of mind and character and walk in you that which you can work out with all safety to yourself and with all benefit to others. The atmosphere that surrounds your soul will be of a pure, healthful character. The Lord loves the youth. He sees in them great possibilities and is ready to help them reach a high standard if they will only realize the need of his help and lay a foundation of character that cannot be moved." End of quote. So, as young people, let us learn to walk with God now. The Lord loves the youth and the great responsibilities the Lord places on us, we should perform them and the possibilities we can achieve are right there for the taking. Now that those who are young are young, do what you need to do to make your old age to be one that is graceful and for those who are old, wherever you find yourself, perhaps in sickness or in health, in weakness or in strength. The Lord loves you too and will help you. Regardless of how you've taken, uh, how you lived in your, in your young age, there's still hope. There's still hope. And the Lord can listen to your prayers. And we can pray this same prayer in Psalm 71 that David prayed. And the Lord will say to us this assurance in Isaiah 46 verse 3 and 4. It says, Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. And even to your old age, I am he. Even to whore hairs will I carry you. I have made, and I will bear. Even I will carry, and will deliver you. And as we hear the Lord say this to the old, and if you are old, you can say amen to it. The Lord is promising you. He will take care of you. He will carry you in your old age, old age to your hoary head. And you can claim that promise. But you must sow to yourself in righteousness. Even now that you are old, try your best to make the change in your character that is necessary. And then you can also pray as an old person. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not. Until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone 
that is come. And for those who are young, you can join David in praying that prayer that we see in Psalm 71 verse 9. Cast me not, not off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength faileth. Let us pray. Holy Father in heaven, help us now as we are in the sowing time, all who are young. Please give us grace to make the right decisions, to do what is right and well-pleasing in your sight, to sow to ourselves in righteousness and reap mercy. Please, Lord, help us to make the changes in our lives that are necessary so that we can grow old gracefully. And for those who are old, Lord, please meet them at the point of their needs and Lord, as they look upon you, fulfill the promise that you have written in your word in the book of Isaiah chapter 46 verse 3 and 4 where you have promised that even to their old age, to their whole hairs, you will carry them and you will bear them and will deliver them. Please Lord, fulfill this in our lives for every one of us. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. <music>